So you are the first uh, guest to be a half hour early. Is that right? Were you on Asian people's time? <laughs> you know, um... <laughs> Half hour well, early. I love my, it. And, of course, I was ready because I'm always ready. Well, my pop said, if you can't be on time, be early. Right. And I think he got it from a wise man. You, you ever hear of Lombardi time? No. Never heard that term? Vince Lombardi? No. You don't follow football? I mean, I never heard of that term. I know Vince Lombardi. Oh, yeah. It's the trophy that they give away. But Lombardi time, when he was a coach, meant 15 minutes early. Oh, yeah, that's that shit. Uh, I think I heard, uh, was it Mike Shanahan oh. find somebody for being on time? Right. You're supposed to be five minutes early. Yeah. On time is late. Right. Well, it's a, it's a great quality to have. I always think when people are late that I know they don't mean it, but it is a... a Passive-aggressive way, meaning or not, that you're saying, my time is more valuable than yours. Yeah. You know, and it, it's... Especially if it's not in, you know, I mean, L.A. traffic is crazy, but... If but it's we not know a, that. That's what yeah. they always say, traffic. Like, oh, wow, what a new advent in Los Angeles traffic. I had never anticipated... Of course traffic is bad. You yeah. factor that in. Yeah. And we have it on our phones now. How bad the traffic is going to be? Yeah, exactly. I think that I think that causes people to be late too, because they like, look, oh damn, I got, oh, it's only going to take me thirty-two minutes to get there. I got right. time, and then they look back at it, and now it's forty-five minutes, and they say, damn, what happened? You know, some people just uh, can't leave the house without um, like trying on three different outfits, and when I say some people, I mean women. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So well, you know they want to make sure they look good for each other. Well, <laughs> <laughs> they want to make sure they don't get clowned by each other and shit. That's part of it. Yeah. But it's also for us. Come on. They. I'll tell you a story. You'll find this amusing. Like I did this actually in my act with as a bit, but it is a true story. About 15 years ago, I had a horrible, horrible night because I ate uh, a pot brownie mm -hmm. and did this stuff called ephedra. What is that? It was legal at the time. They pulled it off the shelf. It was uh, a natural nut from Brazil, but it was basically speed. Damn. Yeah, it was, uh, it was what they take today. Energy drinks are probably yeah. almost, but this was like supercharged. Okay. So I thought, oh, I'll take the uh, ephedra for energy and I'll take the Pot brownie for creativity will get so much work done. Of course, I was like out of my mind. I didn't know what reality was. Yeah. I, I think I was sitting there for a very long time, unable to move. My heart was racing. I finally called somebody. I literally did not know when I put the phone down if I had done that or just thought I did that. <laughs> so I called. So like... 20 people showed up in my living room an hour later. I must have been calling it. Damn. And this one girl was the last one there, a girl I was kind of seeing at the time, God love her. She was like, I was coming down, there were other people there by then. It was like an hour and 20 minutes after. And I'm like, Kay, 
And she said, I know, and she was all made up. <laughs> Even oh, though I Yo. said, I'm dying, it's an emergency, you have to come over here. She had oh, she to, got the, she got made up. She she wanted to make sure she looked good. <laughs> better dead and you look good <laughs> than early and and you come out of it. Yeah, and, say, and you saved my you? life. Yeah. So yeah, she had to make sure she looked good. But, hey, you know, uh, I guess everybody got their corks. You know, everybody got their corks. Well, of course, but I mean, you're you've been married a long time. Yeah. Right? Okay, so you probably you got used to one person's quirks. Yep, <laughs> I do. <laughs> and and she got used to yours, without a doubt. Right. And I got I got a few. But you uh, have lived a, a admirably scandal free life. I feel for someone as much in the public eye as you are. Yeah, and you know I'm a good dude. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, I'm a good dude, you know? Well, yeah, I'm, I'm not saying you're not. I'm just saying it's kind of rare. You know, I didn't get into this business to get in trouble. I got into this business to be creative, to do cool shit with cool people. Hmm. And so I keep it all in perspective. I know it's, it's a thousand things I can get into that's destructive but it's a thousand things i can get into that's constructive so right you know i just choose to spend my time i'm just saying cool shit not everybody in show business has their head on straight like that in fact i would say (laughs) (laughs) would you not agree that the rule more is that they don't there's something about people in show business, what draws people to show business, or the type of people who succeed, as my friend Jimmy always says, and it's the greatest quote, he said, insanity photographs. Yeah, yeah. It does. People love to. There's some, a lot of the people who are become the biggest stars or get the incredible followings, there is a kind of insanity in them. They're, they're very often in their own world, especially musicians, you know, have no idea. I don't ask them who the vice president is. Yeah, uh, you know they, they get to, they get used to people handling them, right? And they they get lazier, and everything comes easier, and you know pretty soon they're they're just kind of being ragdolled around. Um, well, and some of them, you know, are leading the charge. Uh, you know, it, it it's uh, it was a. a a saying by uh, Robin, I said Robin Harris. You know, if I sit in first class, I want everything I'm supposed to get. You know, so, <laughs> so it's like some people. Are, I'm a rock right. star, goddamn it! I'm gonna live the rock star life. Well, I'm a the, rap star. I'm a live the life. And the problem is that the whole world is essentially your enabler. I mean, it's one thing if you have a, a more normal life and you have an enabler, you can go to that one person and say. Look, you're not helping this guy at all by doing these things that are enabling him and his, his addictions, yeah. inclu- addictions, including to pigging out mm-hmm. on fame and money and, yeah. and the privilege that is afforded to people who everyone else uh, <laughs> idolizes. But you can't, you can say it to one person, you can't say it to a fan base. You can't say to all these people, hey, you're not doing this guy any favors by remaining his, they're going to be his fans. Nowadays, fans are like 
stands, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. They're beyond fans. Yeah. They get literally violent sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> if you I mean, could you imagine going against the beehive? Right. You know, no, it's I... like, come on now. You want to get stung <laughs> a, a thousand times right. a day? You know, so, uh, yeah, you know, people, you know, they, they, uh, you can create your own little kingdom, you know, in your own little head. In your and they own do. Little, you know, you know, you know, so it, it happens. And, but you have to work for it not to happen. You know, you, you have ha- to be conscious. That's the, that's, you the, be conscious. that's the line. And I have to work for it not to happen. Yes. You know, I looked in the mirror when I was a teenager still. You know, I had one or two cool songs that were starting to bubble. And I looked in the mirror and I said, I, I, don't, I, don't, I still want to be myself. You know, I don't, don't lose that guy you're looking at in that mirror. And every so often I make sure I take that long look and make sure that I still recognize the guy that's looking back. Well, that guy publicly, if I had to associate him with one a physical attribute, it would be scowling. <laughs> yeah, it comes natural. Like, <laughs> yeah. that's just how my face looks. Um, no, but you're often, uh, you're funny in your movies, especially when you're impatiently frustrated with people around you who are doing stupid shit. That's a great character. Without a doubt, because I think that's how a you lot are. of us, I mean, that's how a lot of us feel, you know? Yes. It's like we're, we're we're right we're frustrated at the stupidity that we find ourselves in yes uh and 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 that the the clear road sometimes seems so clear but it seems like nobody wants to take it you know like nobody wants to take that clear path they kind of want to you know they want it funky they want to they want they want to kind of thrive off and feed off their emotions and and let that you mean uh, bad emotions well any emotion like you know some guys well you know like to be pissed off and yell and be yes. you know on 10 because they feel something you know if they're not on 10 they feel unheard inadequate and you know it's not a space where they can actually be heard so you know they like to turn it up and did you watch did you watch succession no, no. never saw that one no, no you heard about it no come on no the hbo show succession i i mean i know about it oh. i mean nobody comes and say man you know since you succession was great last night you love it nobody yeah. nobody does no 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 i wonder why that is i don't know maybe they don't think i'm into stuff like that you would love this fucking show you're a mogul. It's about a mogul. Mm. I bring it up because, apropos to your point, that the it's a it's a Ramana Clay really of the Murdoch family, uh-huh. Fox News. Yeah. So he's it's a, it's he's old like Rupert Murdoch. Yeah. He's got kids and succession. It's like who's going to succeed him because the old man is going to go. Yeah, he's going to go and, sooner or later. Soon. So in the thing, he almost dies in the beginning. He dies at the end. It's about the succession and the yeah. kids fighting each other. You would fucking love yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I definitely got to binge watch that. But the point is that this patriarch, this uh, mogul, Ro- Logan Roy, he's 
you know, a billionaire. They shoot it at the greatest locations. We see his yacht, his castle, blah, 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 his country home. He's got everything you could ever want. Mm -hmm. And he's just endlessly pissed off. And he's just <laughs> always, are we going to circle for another hour up here? You know, he's yeah. mad that his private plane can't land because there's other planes land, you know. And you can be that person where you, you get 99% of what you could ever dream of and you obsess on the 1% you don't have. Yeah. And you don't want to be that guy. Not at all. No. Like, <laughs> come on. Like, you don't want to be rich and die trying. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> it's like, dude, know when you um, are full. Like, know when to push the plate away. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, no one to cruise, you man. Put, you could put that in a song. Yeah. No one to push the plate away? No one to push the plate That's away. That's a good title or yeah. a good line, no, right? No one to cruise, man. You know, like, nobody would ever ride a bike if you had to pedal the whole time. <laughs> you know? You were always a, you were always a clever uh, lyricist. Thank you. You know, uh... That song, I always loved that song you did about it. It's a good day. It yeah, was a good day. Today was a good because day. Because it was a very interesting way, unique to like, here's a, here's the way I can comment on the bad things, which I really want to comment on, by saying, this is what didn't happen today. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's new. I mean, you know, it's, it's uh, to me, it's what Friday is all about. Like, if the movie Friday is a drama, you are, it's boys in the hood. You know what I mean? Without a doubt. Sure. But taking those situations and trying to laugh at ourselves and hopefully we see ourselves clearer. Well, that's a fun is, is to me, you know, why the movie hits. I also love the Wayne's. Yeah. Movie, uh, which is it the one with the long title? Of Don't that? be a menace in yeah. South Central while drinking your gin <laughs> and juice. Keenan is the mailman yeah. and he yeah. keeps going, message. Message, yeah. It's, like, it's one of the funniest Wayne movies ever. Well, also, but it's, it's somewhat cathartic to be able to see them say things which I feel are truisms that I can't say. Well, that's what it's all about in a way. You know, I think when you're, it's kind of like, I could talk about my brother, but don't you talk about my brother? Yeah, of course. That's, <laughs> and and I would rather hear the brother talk about the brother more than me anyway, because he know him a little better than me. He's going to really get in there. So I think people but accept it when it comes from their own. And but it's, hard to it's hard to hear when it's from somebody else. Also, we live in an age of bad faith. And when I say bad faith, I mean people don't argue or make points generally about what they really believe or they really think will help things along. They do it on what can I get you on? We live in Wokistan. Yeah. You know, it's like you sparring. Like you sparring, yes. Instead of learning from each other. Correct. Which is what it's all about. But also, I can get you on something. Like <clears throat> such a, a mean girl's attitude. You know, they're like, <clears throat> you didn't get the memo that uh, we don't say um, Latino anymore. We say <laughs> yeah, Latinx. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you say it. You know who doesn't say it? Latinos. <laughs> yeah. They exactly. fucking hate it. But it's like, no, we can change the rules. And then the people who haven't caught on will get them. It's, it's you know, we think it's fetch. 
Latinx. <laughs> nah. No. You know, it's it's weird how the name's always changing every some like twenty or thirty years, somebody wants to put a new label on the same thing. You mean ethnic names? Yeah. <laughs> you know, right. it seems like, you know, you go from this to that to that and the other. Right. You know, at the end of the day. And people of color used to be, you know, reversed yeah. fifty years ago. Yeah, and um it's just done to really keep us bickering and you know, chasing these words. Okay, um, so and if, not really getting to the root of, of of the issues which are most of the time very common if we really go down to the root of it. Could not agree more. Yeah. But you said it's being done to divide us. Okay, by who? Who's doing it? Well, who benefits and profits off our bickering and our division? You know, who? it's like follow the money. I, mean, I don't know their names, Bill, but if you follow the money, you go high enough, you start to see, okay, um, you know, this is an industry. Okay, let's take let's take rap music. Let's take okay. it. Same people who own the labels own the prisons. So, literally the same people. Literally the same people who own the labels own private prisons. So, so you know, it, it seems really kind of suspicious, if you want to say that word, that you know the records that come out are really geared to push people towards that prison industry. But they didn't make you write those lyrics. It's not about making it's not about making somebody write the lyrics. It's about um being there as guardrails to make sure certain songs make it through and certain songs don't certain flavors are exposed on the record. You know, some records are made by committee, you, meaning record company guys sit around and tell the artists, this is hot, say that, do this. We're gonna have this guy write the lyrics. We're gonna have that. So the, the narrative is really kind of, you know, structured and, 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 and and really made into what the record company want the record to be. And what the, you know, a lot of artists are frustrated with this kind of music making. You know, a lot of people, you know, feel like they're being controlled by the label. This is how they do it. Telling you what songs to sing, what hooks to do, what songs, you know, you can do your song. That's fine. That's an album cut. But you wanna, the single is what we all say is the single. So you have, you know, the record company pushing the narrative, you know, um, and, but, uh, and, 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 you know, so this, this to me is in somewhat, uh, uh, you know, some social engineering going on here to, to make sure those prisons stay full. Now, there's a lot of, of course, a lot of dots to connect to make that happen, but I'm just giving you a broad example of how 
people at the top can manipulate what's going on with the people who are okay. bickering and fighting. I just gave you a music example, but there's examples but of of can I of cross race. Can I cross-examine this theory? Of course theory? you can cross-examine, of course. <laughs> of no, course. I know, and of I course. appreciate that. Yeah. Okay, so if your theory is that the prison industrial complex, and I agree, that's an abomination. Mm -hmm. Start off with there. Mm -hmm. Prison should, I've done editorials on this on my show. Prison is one of those things that should not be in private hands. Yes. Along with healthcare, a few other things that are like, you know, the the good part of socialism. This They should not be run by people for profit. I agree with yeah, you. Yes. I did not know about this connection to the music industry, that it's the exact same people. If, if by that you mean that the people who run the record companies may have stock in prisons, private prisons, that's possible because they all have, I mean, do they actually like Monday, Tuesday go to work as a record company executive and Wednesday through Friday go to work no, at the prisons? No, 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 no. Okay, course. so if the, Of course, they're not, they're okay. not actually running the labels. They have, those they things. have financial interest. In they it. have financial interest. Okay, so if they have financial interest in the prisons, and your theory, if I'm following correctly, <laughs> is that the kind of stuff in rap lyrics works as a funnel to get people uh, inspired to do the kind of things that would get them in prison, right? Like, for example, writing a lyric, fuck the police. Yeah, <laughs> right? I mean, writing a lyric, fuck the police. Might get somebody arrested and sent to prison. That might get somebody arrested and sent to prison. That's just one example, one record that the record company did not manipulate. You know, that's pure artistry. Right. But I've seen labels. I've uh, did they work with artists. Did they manipulate you? No. I'm a, I'm Never. A, I'm an independent artist. Always have been. I started off on independent labels. So how were you able to and, av av and, avoid and, this trap that so many others fell in? Um, what did you do right? I wouldn't let an A and R asshole in my studio. Like you're not fucking coming in here telling me how to make a record. Right. I'm come from the heart. I'm gonna do what I feel. So I never allowed an A and R to. I never had anybody A and R me, but Dr. Dre. You know. <laughs> so um, that's pretty. I. You know. I just wasn't yeah. ever going for it. And. You know, they just kind of like let me alone, do my thing. And I was on the independent label like Priority. I wasn't on a major. But, um, and majors, you know, they do it with singers. They do it with rappers. They, they, uh, they have a lot to say in what, but it, what's it, the finished product. Isn't it always the case anywhere in show business, but okay, let's just talk music, where the people who are the most talented and uh, are making money, therefore, for the label. <laughs> of course, you That's get to, shit. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Of course, you get to make your own rules because it's always about if you're making money for me, you can get away with anything. Roseanne once sang the national anthem in front of some stadium before, like the Super Bowl or some big game, World Series or something, and like butchered it almost on purpose mm -hmm. it was like you can imagine what america made of fucking with the their precious anthem they went ape shit but her show was number one on abc so they kept her mm -hmm. later on <laughs> she did something bad and they got rid of her times had changed but yeah. my point is like when you're making people money 
Mm-hmm. They are going, they're going to leave you alone. It's the people um, who can't afford to tell them to fuck off. I don't know about that. Really? I think the more money you make, the more money that you're making for um, a label, more than likely the more money you're costing to to you know produce the records, to do all that. They have so much invested that they're gonna I see. micromanage even more. Like the biggest artists got labels in their ass all the time to keep it going, to keep the cash cow rolling. Right. Um, you know, you have of course rogue artists that do their own thing, but you know, usually the label kinda backs off of them and goes with the with the artists they can really uh Where do you record? You must be at your home. Yeah, right? I, I got I got a spot in um in Burbank behind the Burbank airport and then I, with when COVID came around I had to I had to put a studio in my house so to still be able to get down. Why didn't you and that's usually what people on your level do, isn't it? Why did, I don't want fucking bass players and tr- right, fucking going singers straight. coming in my house and shit. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? I'm like, yeah, that's right. All in my house. Yeah, those. I'd rather go to the studio. They can hang out, smoke weed, and right. do the shit they do, and I don't have to worry about exactly. them fucking up my carpet or <laughs> waking up my wife. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, I get it. Yeah, right. Man, always having to pee or some shit. You right. Know? Like, I gotta watch them and shit. You know what I mean? Like, it's my personal shit up there. I don't want to. Have to watch no damn. And you, uh, how often do you go into the studio? When I feel it, you know, it's 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 a it's a straight off the gut feeling thing. You know, it's really about um, inspiration. You know, I, I don't make records now for the radio. I don't make records for to. Be get a fucking Grammy and no shit like that. Right. I make records for for my clientele, for Ice Cube fans, right? People who love to hear me rap, right? That's what I make records for, right? You know, everybody else can get it how they how they how they <coughs> live it. You know what I mean? So all I care about is making Ice Cube fans happy with the music. You know, everybody else can kind of get in where, where they fit in. <laughs> yeah. Ever take a look at the world and just want to see it through a slightly different lens? One that says, hey, it's going to be okay. Not, we're all going to die. This is where microdosing can help. It's getting recognized more by people looking to improve their health and performance. Microdose gummies deliver perfect entry-level doses of THC that help you feel just the right amount of good. Whether you're seeking relief from pain, anxiety, better sleep, a creative boost, or just to relax at the end of the day, or the beginning, or the middle, Microdose gummies are the perfect solution. And if you want more of a macro dose of THC, they also make higher dose gummies that are available in six strains, including Granddaddy Sour OG and Cotton Candy Kush. Microdose gummies are available nationwide. Here's an exclusive offer for my listeners. Simply go to microdose.com and use the code RANDOM and save 30% off your first order plus free shipping. Go to microdose.com and use code RANDOM to save 30% and receive free shipping. Microdose gummies, because being healthy doesn't have to be boring. Go to microdose.com today. 
Do you like true crime? Check out the new season of Hot and Deadly, a true crime podcast from ID about murder and betrayal. These episodes feature direct audio from ID's all-American true crime shows, Swamp Murders, Highway to Hell, and Southern Fried Homicide. You'll hear from investigators and family members close to these cases and learn about some shocking stories, like how a bank president was found at the bottom of a swamp and what happened when a former prom teen went missing. You can also listen to all of season one now. It's a lot of true crime and all available to listen to today. Listen to Hot and Deadly wherever you get your podcasts. I'm, I guess, past the normal age for retirement even. I'm over 65, so, but, you know. Retire and do what? Exactly. Like, oh, no, I, it hasn't even crossed my yeah. mind. Um, but I'm just saying, the, I, I don't need to work anymore. I, yeah. You know, and neither do you. You know, and the, I, I feel like that is what you said is how I feel also. I do what I do for the people who have already pretty much established that, Yes, they're on my wavelength. They have open minds. They want mm -hmm. some place and somebody on television and in concerts around the country, but mostly on television or here, but television is much more political, who will, like, have a real discussion with people. Yeah. And, and I do it for them. And they're a dwindling mob, by the way. <laughs> wow. <And> you <laughs> know, people it are like so partisan. I mean, the world needs that. The world needs straight shooters. Yes who are not worried about just being safe and, you know, we don't want to hurt nobody's feelings or we don't want to offend nobody or, you know, it's, it's it gets kind of... But also not in a bubble already. Yeah. I'm, I don't want to fuck with the bubble people. I mean, for years I made fun of the Fox News bubble because it was sort of the only bubble. And then I feel like the left, oh, they actually built a bubble of their own. It's weird. It's weird, you know. Um, and I think, you know, at, at a certain point, you it's like you, you're jumping on a team, you know. It, it's, it's like team It's all sports. about team. Yeah. It's only about team. Nobody looks at anything through the lens of what is the actual truth. It's like, does my team get behind this? And, and the media is the problem because the media, especially like the people like MSNBC and Fox News, every story is, okay, how can we tell this story in a way that, okay, maybe it doesn't lie, but we could leave some shit out. Yeah. It depends on what we accent. Let's accent the stuff that we know our audience is going to love, that's going to make those hamsters hit the wheel and mm -hmm. say, give me more of that crack. That's yeah. what the media does. And and like how long can you binge watch your own, you know, kind of like endlessly. Yeah, it's like for a lot of these it's, people it's, is it's, the answer. Yeah. Endlessly. It's, they it's have so it terrible. on all day. I know people who have MSNBC on all day. And they hear the same people, and I like all those people, and they're smart people, and most of my politics align with them even, but I can't do it. I can't. I, I don't want to hear any story where I go, okay, I'm not doubting what you're telling me, but I know there's things you're not telling me. Yeah. And I don't like that. Yeah, it becomes like a shtick. <laughs> you know, it it's exactly like shtick. A shtick, you know, like, you know, we do it this way over here. You know what I mean? Don't. I, I saw this, uh, you know, I'm flipping through TikTok 
I saw this little, I guess it was a movie, and the lady was, uh, she was coming to take the order, and she was like, what you don't want? <laughs> and I was like, what? What you don't want? Because right. we only right. serve, you know, we serve uh, uh -huh. meat and taters or meat and, and rice. So right. what you don't want? You either don't want the taters or you don't want the rice. So <laughs> it's just like, this is all we got. Don't ask for shit else. Right. This is what we're serving. You know, we, we just dropping transmissions. You know, don't ask for a paint job here. This? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Only bulbs, you know, there's stores like that. Yeah, like, that's well, it. Oh, do you sell shade? The sign says only bulbs. Oh, you know, come they here, must yeah. have people all day long. But, uh, yeah, I mean, this is a country, I would say, where everyone wants to order off the menu. Yeah. The, everyone sees yeah. themselves as an order off the menu person, yeah. which I guess, you know, the truth is, for all the shit that you hear about this country, and there is a lot of shit and a lot of problems. We actually are kind of now, as a, compared to the rest of the world, kind of kicking ass. I mean, we came out of the pandemic economically better than any other country mm. and almost did worse in it because we have so much obesity and that's basically what took people down while we had such bad numbers. Um, you know, but how do people feel? Do people feel that way? Do people feel out of the pandemic, we all feel a lot better? It I mean, seems like look, people look, feel like um, they're almost at their wits end. Yeah, but again, I, I hear this and I know what it is and I, I'm not denying there's a lot of it out there. There always is. This is human life. It's not a picnic for a lot of people. I know parts of my life that were just horrible, you know, so I get it. But when I drive around, I don't see, like, a country that's falling apart. You know, Trump is out there, it's dying. America's, it's dying. It's not dying. Not uh, Maybe I'm going to the, just the greatest place, but I know, I drive all around. I'm in different cities, touring. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I see a lot of life and restaurants and people and they're, they're not like unhappy and money is being spent. Unemployment is super low. Inflation is a bad thing. That's like a real thing that they did by spending way too much fucking money that they didn't have to spend on the pandemic. Yeah, I, I know people, look, I'm in the entertainment business, so I know people that's doing good, but I know people that's, that's struggling. Of course. You know, people that... Go to the grocery store and, and see, you know, $35 eggs and yeah. shit and, like, oh. what the hell's going on? Um, you know, so I, I, I think, you know, the the country but what's the solution? needs an enema, but you know, real bad. You know, it's a lot of full of shit stuff oh, so much shit. that needs to just be um, drained out of there. But a lot of it is bipartisan shit like what i mean by that is like the debt is gonna kill us but both of them do it both of them as soon as they get in office they spend more than they have um a lot of it is the the, the scam artists I mean, that like, run this country the the, yeah. the the like california i just read finally gave up on their um they were gonna build a high-speed rail yeah started in 2008 yeah uh, 15 years later, just could not get it done because the amount of fucking pigs at the trough mm -hmm. who
who all needed to wet their beak and take some shit out of that, the people, the consultants, and the lawyers, and all these middlemen who weren't yeah. actually building the fucking railroad. It, it became so expensive, like $200 million a mile to build this thing, that they just finally what? gave up after they spent like $180 billion to build a train, uh, a, a railroad that is not happening. That's the kind of shit that, when you say anima, that's what I think of. Yeah, I mean that's just is it's unfathomable <laughs> that you could waste that much money cuz I feel on, like on a bunch of nothing. As much as they throw money at problems like people who are struggling, yes, there, there is terrible income inequality in this country, but it's still the rich who pay the most taxes. You pay a lot of taxes, I bet. Yeah. Pay a lot of taxes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> more than I like to. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it doesn't seem like more of that is going to change anything. No, because, you know, we pay the taxes, but we don't have a saying where where they go, you know. Um, but a lot goes to the programs you think perhaps would do better with more money. Um. Well, you know, it's they, probably, like you know, education. a bunch of... A bunch of, you know, people at the top, like yeah. you said, a bunch of people, you know, a lot of lawyers. I think the I think this this country is is over litigated. It's too yes. many lawyers, too many case, too many yeah. frivolous lawsuits, too many, yes. too many coward judges who won't throw that shit out. Well, you know, we haven't set a precedent or, or I don't want to be the one <laughs> to kick that out. Let, let the appeals court do it. And it's like, you're supposed to be here for common sense. And, you know, you're just basically a clerk. So it, it's just, um, I mean, that's true. It, it's a, it's a, you know, it's like, uh, it's like, you know, I love Vegas, you know, but no matter how many lights they put up, it's still about gambling and, you know, walking out of there, poured and you <laughs> walked in is the game. You know what I mean? No matter how you, Separating how, no matter how, how yeah. pretty you make it, right. it's all about, you know, they want you to leave, you know, Separated play. From, from your money. You can play yeah. and have fun and play the little game, but. Basically, they want they want your money. They don't want you to win. If you win too much, they'll escort you out. You know. Um, I just played Vegas last weekend. I love Vegas because when I'm in Vegas, I feel like it could truly be myself, a prostitute with a gambling problem. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> hey, but you there, know, a there fish is gotta find its favorite pond. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> but there, there. Is something about being in a in a town that is the one thing in America that's that's there and made for adults as opposed to children. Yeah. Everything else is for fucking children. And I as someone who's never had children, you know, obviously I feel I'm a little bit of a fish out of water. But uh, when Vegas tried to be like uh, for the whole family in the 90s, they failed because yeah. it's not that. When they reinvented themselves with the slogan, uh, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. I mean, you can't get closer to saying, we're not going to talk about the girl you brought home from the Spearmint Rhino. Yeah, we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> okay. Not, and, and leave and, your little kids at home. 
<laughs> and leave the kids at home. You know. Right. Uh, I don't see any, hardly yeah. any kids anywhere when I go to Vegas. You just don't see it. I wonder yeah. if they're banned. I'm joking. I mean, about you know, a lot of people is like FTK, man. Fuck them kids. Right. <laughs> you know. But I mean, you're. I only know uh, your one kid who's a yeah. fantastic actor. Oh yeah, and, O'Shea Jr. And made a uh, great little place for himself. There. Yeah. I mean, I love my kids. Like, I'm sure they're, of course. they're amazing. They're good people, you know. And at the end of the day, that's all you want to contribute you know you want to contribute good people who are not trying to scam somebody not trying to beat somebody no. who's not trying to get over um they're not into the 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 you know the drug the drinking the gang banging the bullshit they they're not into that and they, all your kids are like that all of them you That's know uh, they're not womanizers or nothing like wow. that like you <laughs> but what I'm saying is they not bringing a bunch of babies home, right? You know, um, and all that kind of crazy shit. And they not, they not wow, like they not taking advantage, like they could be, like some kids would be, like I would probably be, like if my father was Ice Cube. No, everybody around here would know this fucking little Cube. He keeps coming around here, fucking, you know. Wanting his way all the fucking time, you know what I mean? Like, so no, you uh, obviously did it right. I mean, that's not coincidence. When kids come out good, look, kid, somebody once said, "Who has children has given hostages to fortune." It's true. Bad shit can happen to good yeah. people, but in general, when the parents do it right, the kids come out good. And yeah, I mean, you know, I've seen some great parents with some crazy ass no, kids. You know, like. You know, but uh, you don't know how they parented when you weren't there. That's true. That's true. <laughs> that's true. In general, yeah, I really feel like, and and a kid doesn't absolutely even need two. Two is better. Mm -hmm. They just need one person who's going to always be there, mm -hmm. and will no matter what you do. If their kid is mad at the world, I'm still going to stay. You can throw rocks at my head. I'll be there tomorrow, I mean, and don't give in to their bullshit. Yeah. That's my don't, wife, Kim. Don't want to be their friend. Yeah. You can be their friend when they're grown up and they're and they're made, when the clay has been molded, mm -hmm. but not before. That's what yeah. today's parents fuck up with. They want to be their kid's friend. Or they're just not your job. Or they're totally scared of their kids. They don't want to say shit to them. I do a bit about that much. You know what I mean? Like yes. they they don't want to say nothing no. to them. They don't want to like yes. they don't want their kid. Their they, lip like, is practically scared. trembling. Yes. When they're ready to go. Yeah. Ready to go. It's yeah. it's uh I know. It's the wildest sight, you know. Uh I think you gotta be firm but fair. And you gotta be uh the parent. You can't you can't fall apart one day, like, you know, and 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 just throw a tantrum and shit and and you know be a kid like you can't you got to hold it together and so you know, you're an example you know you're gonna, they're gonna watch you. I feel like the black community has a lot of like on both ends of the spectrum like parents who are didn't do the job at all and a lot of kids raised by grandparents mm -hmm. and then. Lots of parents who are like so much better than the white parents because they don't take bullshit and they just do it the way we used to do it, the right way. My, I had a 
you know, you'll hate me for this, but a girlfriend years ago, and she said to me, the difference between me and my white friends is when I fuck up, like in the supermarket, the white friends, when we get home, my mother right <laughs> then and there. right there. <laughs> yeah, you know. Uh, and that's how you do it, right that's there in how the you cereal aisle. I mean, you know, you right. got to nip it in the bud, you know what <laughs> I mean? You really do. And um, But he was great in Ingrid Goes West. Yeah. I, mean, I, be, I bet you actor. a lot of people have not seen that movie. Maybe now that Aubrey Plaza is such a big star, who I always was a huge fan of. I, I, every time I was in a hotel room, I'm on the road. Usually, you know, where I where I watch my movies, like in the in the hotel yeah, where yeah, they have the, the first run movies. Yeah. And this chick was always in some awesome indie movie I never heard of, and uh, I'm happy for her. But uh, he that was such a great movie. Yeah. She's awesome. He's awesome such a great comment it was about social media and this chick who like gets sucked into you know she it's so it's such a great comment on the kids today who like live more in a virtual world yeah than a real world yeah it's it's uh well you know he picks great films to do you know uh that's the key to me, it. i grew up I, I mean you know coming up through it i did a, you know a lot of hood movies but he's you know he wants to you know, go outside the box. So, you know, I'm really proud of his decision-making. Um, he's in Spain right now, you know, and, and uh, he's working on um, Den of Thieves too. Oh. Yeah, so it was, it was very cool to see him, <clears throat> you know, take the baton and run with it. Yeah. And not... <clears throat> fuck it up. You know, yeah, not fuck it up and not... <clears throat> Give credit to a Nepo baby. Without a doubt, <clears throat> I tell him, I say, man, you second generation Hollywood man, go in there and act like it. <laughs> right. Only don't go in there and act like you some starving artist and shit. No, Let I him know, hey. I did a I, thing on uh, Nepo Babies before the strike shut us down, and I was saying, first of all, I don't begrudge them. Um, they're very often great because very often the gene is in the family, you know, and often you're around it. And so it comes second nature, and you absorb it from your talented uh, forebearer. You know, mm -hmm. that's all good. Just don't say, uh, you know, I had it harder. No, you didn't have it harder. No. You actually had it a little easier because it's always a good story to have somebody who is, you know, or, you know, hey, I just got my foot in the door. Well, a lot of show business is getting your foot in the door. So, okay. Yeah. But there's still, people are very talented. What I was saying was, Show business, Nepo Babies, politics, Nepo Babies. The one place that has no Nepo Babies is sports, which is why I trust it more than anything else. Yeah. Like, you can be the son of, of a player, but you're not there because you're the son of a player. Doc Rivers' kid is good enough to be in the NBA. Yeah. It's not because his father's Doc Rivers. Not at all. So sports is the only thing I trust 100%, whereas I know the 450 people in the NBA Mm-hmm are the best they can find in the world. And they do go all over the world. And they're looking every day. Yeah, I bet they are. They're fucking looking of every course. day. You know, it's not like, oh, we got our team. We don't have to. Right. You know, so they're, they're always looking to improve. Hey, what a perfect segue. And I never had one in this show before because I don't do segues because I'm too stoned. But that segue hit me in the head 
you have a basketball league. Yes, the big three. <laughs> Look at me, just like a real talk yeah, show man. host here. Ain't that something? <laughs> <laughs> Our future in this, man. <laughs> <laughs> tell me about your uh, tell me about your basketball league, Ice Cube. I I hear it's exciting and the new thing in basketball. Without a doubt, you know it's the big three. Uh, professional three on three. Yep. You know, it's oh, kind of like three on three has been the, the step cousin of five on five forever. It's, it's what, when I heard about your league, I said, this is how I play. This is what I do. Yes. Half court, three yes. on three, all the rules. So we just did that and just made, you know, kind of elevated to the professional level, added some wrinkles that the NBA can't do, you know, like a four point. We got four point circles out there. So, if you shoot 30 feet from the basket, man, you, you deserve an extra point. And, so, uh, can I, as, as the imprimatur of this great new league, mm -hmm. who knows this better than anybody, and you are the authority, can I bring to you an argument that I have with a basketball player, friend of mine named Woody Harrelson? No we, problem. We, we play here all the time. Yeah. Okay, here's my contention. You're playing half court. Yes. A guy shoots an air ball. Yes. I say that still has to go back court because you're trying to simulate exactly what would happen with a full court. In a full court, if a guy shoots an air ball, you don't suddenly change baskets. But Woody Harrelson and many other people say, no, in half court, if a guy shoots an air ball and you get the rebound and you're on the other team, you can go right up and score. Yeah, it's, it's the equivalent of a turnover fast break dunk. You know, a guy shoots an air ball and doesn't hit the rim um, so you're with Woody on this? Yes, that's how we play the big three. <laughs> uh, Why did I stumble into a that? A guy, you know, don't hit the rim. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> okay, like we can have little babies out here that don't hit the rim. You what? know what I'm saying? So, like, you okay. got to hit the oh. rim if you're 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 if it's a serious shot. Excuse me, but the pros. Sometimes shoot so, air balls. Okay, and, they, and it's a turnover. And, and miss layups and, they, and, they and miss back. dunks. Yeah. You know, and so how's a turnover? How should a turnover be um, dealt with? You're coming, you're driving in, a guy pokes it right to the guy, right up under the basket from the defensive team. He should be able to lay that up because it's a turnover. He should get an easy basket because they no, turned you over. I, I, I feel like this is poor logic. The, the point of half court is, okay, if you picture the court, the full court, we don't want to waste all that time going through the middle part of the court. We want to get to where the action is, which is within 30 feet of the basket. So instead of going all the way back each time, back and forth, we take the ball back court. And, and then, but we, then we play at the same basket. By that logic, anything that would happen that would cause you to go to the other end of the court has to go to backcourt. It's just a That's shorter a, trip. I understand that in logic. <laughs> oh, no, I'm going to no, get the scowling but, but, guy but, but, who's frustrated. But, but just, like, just like you have boxing and you have MMA, okay? MMA is in a cage. Boxing is in a in a, a squared circle. Octagon. Yeah. No? The octagon. Yeah. I mean, MMA is in the octagon, but it's a cage octagon. Right. Okay, and then you got the square circle. Got boxing gloves, you got little mitts. Even though it's fighting, even though it's pretty much the same, there's still adjustments, there's still things that 
that make MMA exciting, there's things that keep boxing exciting. That that's all their own. So, you know, the the whole thing about like, okay, this is how they do it in full court. We're creating a whole new game here. Three on three is a whole different game than five right. on five because it's a lot more personal. You know, in five on five, you can be a specialist. You can right. you can just be a defensive guy, right? Or a rebounder, or a three point guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not in three on three. Right. You gotta pass, shoot, defend, right? right. Um, and 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 score. You know, pass, shoot, defend, and, and score, rebound. You gotta do it all, or you you'll be exposed right. and really embarrassed. So right, because I've played many games where one guy is lame. Yeah. On three. <laughs> <laughs> and it and it's it does throw off the balance. I mean, Without a doubt. Yeah. Um, so I have been that guy a few times. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know it happens. It's not a you good know, feeling. It's not. You look it up does. and you like, damn, everybody's better than me. Right. <laughs> or you're just having a bad day. Normally you're not the worst, but for some reason. Some reason, yeah. You know, even the pros have two for eighteen nights. Yeah. You know. It is it's it's funny how that happens. You know, well, it's fun. what's funny to me is, about basketball is two things. If I had never seen a guy shoot a basketball from 25 feet away or even 20 feet away, if I'd never seen that in my life, I would think the chances of getting that ball into that hoop are a one in a thousand. It just, yeah. <laughs> and yet when you do it, it's, it's, you know, I mean, the pros, if they, when they're not guarded, it's like eight out of 10. Yeah, it's insane. And when they are guarded, it's half if they're good. Yeah. But even on any given night, I mean, it's such a small margin of error. I don't know why some days, I like, I feel fine. I'm not drunk. I've played drunk. Um, I played better drunk. Uh, but for whatever reason, the same shots just are off by two inches, and that's enough to just give yeah. you that bad night. That's what make us amateurs. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's what make us amateurs. But even the amateurs. pros do it. Yeah, very, very few, very few pros, like LeBron James is one of the very few, you just never see two for 18. Yeah. You yeah. just you never yeah, see yeah, it. Yeah. He's, he's never he's efficient. bad. He's efficient. He's efficient and he's just never bad. It's never like, oh, one of those nights. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, very few are, li are like that. That's why he's the king. Yeah. <laughs> That's why he's the Why, king. you're saying he's the best ever? No, I don't know about that. <laughs> He's the king, but I don't, I'm not saying he's the... Yeah. Well, they. I mean, they play... It's so hard to... When people have those sports arguments about who was better, Babe Ruth, it's like they played in such different times with such yeah. different circumstances against different people. Um, yeah, I mean... I mean, the Jordan era was so much more physical. There was a lot... It was rough. It was rough. Where same in football, you know, they used to not protect the quarterback at all. Not at all. <laughs> it used to be. I mean, oh, oh, what 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 happened to Joe Montana is just criminal. I mean, that hit he took to put him out for two years. I don't even remember that, but I do remember. Like, <laughs> I remember the 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 uh, oh yeah Lawrence Taylor yeah, against Joe Theismann. That leg. Yeah, I can still see it. It's too. one of the grossest things. I thought I'd, I would never see anything like that in football. Oh. I was like, that can happen? It's <laughs> like, so, yeah, that can happen. No, so, you know, they they definitely are play a, a game now that 
I find frustrating to watch, and a lot of people do it. Too much flopping. Too a lot of it is, it's like, it's almost like it's half basketball, half ballet. You know, you've got all these moves that they do that are sort of like automatic, standing there to get the charge. It's like, it's not natural. That's not how you really would play defense. You, it's it's like we're, we're merging this into some, some sort of kabuki theater. Yeah, I mean, I think they're, they're more, you know, they play 82 games. That's a hell of a lot of basketball games. Uh, and I think they're really worrying about a guy you know, instead of getting a guy who goes all out and gives you f- six years of all out, they want 10, 12 years out you. So they want you to last a little longer. They don't want you to take the hits. They don't want it to be as physical. They want, you know, guys well, kind of getting out of the too. way. Yeah, everybody, you know, that's why in the big three, we don't play that shit. You know? <laughs> it's like back to old school, right. physical, hand checking, come in the lane, and it is it's nothing nice. And, you know, that's that's how we grew up playing. Guys can trash talk. They won't get a fucking right. tech and thrown out so you can be yourself. We got these so you, robots playing. You have depussified basketball. Yes. <laughs> I took, I, 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 I yes. definitely, uh, you know, put the, put the, uh, you know, what we loved about the game, right. that it wasn't an easy bucket, right. that nobody was going to get out your way. Right. Um, <laughs> you're going to have to earn it. Right. Real defense. Right. Um, and, you know, I, I took out the game clock, so it's first to 50 win. Right. Just like the backyard. <laughs> yeah. And we have a shot clock, so you 14 seconds to get it up, so right. you can't sit there and talk and dribble, but... Uh, it's fast paced, and guys love to play. You know, guys love to play. Uh, the NBA hates us. You know, they think you know why? Because you're competition. Because you're showing yeah. them up. Well, they they don't like us changing basketball without asking them for permission. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't go and say. Please, Adam Silver, please, please, can we put a four-point circle in our game? Can right. we please, you know, do innovative things that Which you is, guys are too slow to and do? There are always in sports there have been competing leagues, and usually they get absorbed. Now, this couldn't happen with you because you're playing a completely different game. I mean, you know, I mean, they could be, they can actually work with us and not, against right. us, you know, yeah, they work, work with together. The, they work with the WNBA. They work with the WNBA. Right. They work with, uh, the, you know, they have the G League. They uh, they also work with and, this TBT, uh, the Basketball League, you know, so. And it's a, and it actually is beneficial to them because a lot of the people in your league are recently retired NBA stars. So the fans have an affection for the recently retired. They followed them their whole career. Okay, we get it. It's time you go out to pasture. You know, it's not a longevity thing, sports. But we still like to see them. In the past, where did they go? The broadcast booth. But, you know, they still can play. They just These can't. These guys can play. They just right. can't play 82 games. And they just can't play against guys who are 22. They actually can. They just can't play 82 games against guys that's 22. Well, you know, you know? What? Nobody plays 82 games because they, they have these nights 
where you go to the Broadway play and it, <laughs> and it says there's a little thing, a sticker in the playbill that says uh, the perform the part of Hamlet tonight will not be played by the guy you came to see, uh, but you know Joe Schmigegi. Yeah, and and that sucks, and that happens in the NBA. Yeah. I mean, they rest players deliberately, like they're not hurt. It's just like take two games is too many. Too even many. Even if you're young, what? Even the young players even take the, young. The, the, yes. the the time off. Yes. So eighty-two games is too many. In our league, they play ten games once a week, half court to fifty, go all out. Um, we don't just have retired players. We have, you know, young players, twenty-seven year olds. You know, we go as young as twenty-two, uh, and guys. Um, in that setting, it's a whole different game. So we've had guys come from the NBA into the big three and not do good. And we had guys in the big three never made it to the NBA, you know, win the championship. So it's its own sport. Right. And that's that's probably why they they don't dig it, you know. Um, but we, we've been here for, you know, just six years. And... Um, they can't yeah, stop it, ta- it, yeah. it takes a while for something new to catch on. Yeah, people are not great fans of new. <laughs> nah, I mean you they know just, it's like they want to see they want to see if you can make it work. You know, a lot of people just kind of want to watch and, and see if this is something I can get behind. Is it going to be here every year? You know, a lot of you know. Unfortunately, we had to go through COVID. And, and and other new leagues came and went, you know, like AAF League, uh, XFL came and it went and it came back with The Rock, USFL. You got all these different leagues that's that's kind of around, you know, now they got pickleball and, right. you know, um, so you have to fight through all that noise and let them know, no, 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 we're, we're here to stay. You know, we're not going anywhere. Um, and you know we're gonna be the fastest league to profit in, in pro sports league history. No, I think as a midlife uh, crisis project, it ranks much <laughs> at the top because people do some crazy things when they get to be like you know late forties, fifty, and like okay, the the things had worked out, and then they just okay. I think what I need to do is build a rocket ship, <laughs> go to, you know, go um, to space or. You gotta, you gotta stay creative. You know, being creative is why I got into the business. Oh. Uh, I didn't think I was gonna make a quarter <laughs> doing rap music. You know, we was just doing it for fun. You know, to to be cool, to 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 you know, be clever, and and to be a part of a new wave of, of music that everybody. You know, how, older than us was really shunning. How do you feel about the police now? Um, Things have changed. Like I've always felt about them. You know, they. You don't think they've changed at all? Um, in what ways? You know, uh, I think they. Well, they never used to ar- arrest their own and put them on trial and put them in jail. That's one yeah, major I, I, thing. Yes, I also think, generation. I think the people push that change. You know, I don't think. Yeah, but I well, don't think the police. Police are people. internally. Police are um, people. I understand that, but police are uh, an organization. <laughs> you know, they're a fraternity. Yes. And they, um, you know, they have their rules of engagement. Some, you know, are in the police manual. Some are not. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? So yes. well, they're they're not really the bad ones are the ones that are in, <laughs> unfortunately. You know, serve and protect is not really on their mind. Win and go home is. So um there's a lot of problems that that was happening in eighty nine when when we did the record, and the same problems are happening today. Of course, because we did the record, police are, to me, held accountable because before the record, <laughs> they wasn't. You know, you, but, but wait. you get guys on the stand, and just but because so, the cops said you did it, everybody thought you did it. Society is different. 18, 18, yes, 1889, 1989, 2023. It just is. It is. And cops are people who come from society. So the chance that a cop would have been racist in 1989, I feel is greater than a young person who, a cop, it's basically a young man's game when they're out on the street. Okay. So a guy, he's 25. He was born in 1998. He was born in an era where about the most uncool thing you could be was a racist. Mm-hmm. Now, there are pockets of this country, of course, where that's not true. But oh. why would you go there? They have no good restaurants. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're, you know, you just wouldn't have to go to a holler in I, I, Appalachia. I think it's a situation where, you know, cops, they are young, you know. Because of that, sometimes they don't know how to talk to people. They don't really know how to communicate. The young generation really don't really um, communicate as well. Because of the phone? Because of the phone, because of you know, all kind of different social uh, reasons that they don't talk to each other. You know, they rather, they'll be sitting in the same room texting each other. So um, what do you make sometimes them young cops don't know how to communicate, so they go straight for the force, right. you know, because they don't know how to talk you down. They don't know how to say, hey, man, come over here. Let me, yeah. what's going on? So they don't really know how to communicate. So the force comes with that. And, you know, asking is the police different. It's like asking is the military different. You know, they, you might have one or two different kind of soldiers come in and out, but the basic um, organization is the same. It's not going to change. You know, it's there to win. And and not to lose. You mean to get home safe. To get home safe, no matter See, what. That's, that's always been one of my big problems with the police. Mm-hmm. Which they don't appreciate me saying, but I have. They have a bad attitude about um, how dangerous their job is and how much the priority is them not being in danger. If you want to never be in danger, be a plumber. The worst that's going to happen is you're going to be snaking a drain and you'll smell like shit. This, there is an element of danger. So when they say things like, uh, better to be judged by 12 than carried out by six, six, you've heard that? Yeah, That is the wrong- That was one of my rap lines, too. Yes, it was. (laughs) That is is the wrong attitude Mm -hmm. to have about the job of policing. You can't be like, okay, how do I solve this problem of me feeling scared now? I shoot the thing that's scaring me. That, That has to be cured in the police department. Yeah, across lines because they're they're not gonna cure that because <laughs> yes, you're right. They want it's scary. they want their partners yes. to have that attitude. Their partner want them to have that attitude, and if each one have that attitude, 
This is why somebody gets shot 85 times. So, you know what yes, I mean? So other- everybody, you know, the thing is mm-hmm. empty your clip because AI is going to ask you, why didn't you, why you only shoot 10 shots instead of 16 like everybody else? Did you feel like it was over? Did you stop for a reason? No. So everybody empties their clips. So no, everybody looked like yes. the threat was the same for everybody. I everybody see. was just as scared. And now this guy is shot 51 times, you know? See, you know what? I I mentioned that many times <clears throat> on my show that the thing about shooting everybody has to empty their clip. I never understood before you explained that why they do that. Yeah. I thought it was just because they were so all just jacked up and but, because but this if makes you stop shooting no, I get at two it. shots, I told, and this guy shot 16. I get it. You know, you're going to be like, well. I, mem- I remember quoting this statistic once, and this is a while ago, but maybe it was from like 2011 or something. But like the entire country of Germany, I think in that year, the police fired like 91 shots. Mm. In the entire in the country, country. That used to be full of Nazis. Yeah. They And we that that was just like... The opening salvo, you remember when the Sarnayev guy, the kid who bombed the Boston Marathon, he was hiding in that boat? Yeah. And that boat was so shot up, and they missed him. And they still missed him. (laughs) Wow. It was like like a parody. The boat, every place had a bullet hole, and and the kid was fine. You look up. Yeah. (laughs) But if you were Um, a cop, don't you think, would you feel that way? I mean, if we probably all would if we were pressed into that service. Yeah, I mean, it, it's a it's a stressful job. Yeah, you know, um, stressful, and it's probably not a job you should do every day. But I bet you, know, you a lot I of think, it is more. I think the reason people do it, it's more fun than sitting behind a desk. First of all, most people kiss your ass. Like, yes, there is danger, some danger, although they have statistics on this, and it doesn't crack the top 10. Yeah. Police work is less dangerous than such daredevils as fishermen, <laughs> cab drivers, and yeah. people who work on, on telephone wires. Damn. So, like, it's not the most dangerous job yeah. in the world. But yes, there is danger. But you go into that. It's like a proctologist complaining, I'm looking up people's asses all day. Yes, because you decided yeah, to be a proctologist. Exactly, bro. And you know, it's it's a thing where <laughs> it's a thing where um you know that might be a reason too why they get so jacked up when there's something going on. That's probably why 10 police show up, you know, because they're so fucking bored. You yeah. know, it's kind of like Yo, something going down. Let's get right. over there and get some of this action. You know, let me get a lick in. You know, it's kind of like a team that practices but never gets a chance yeah. to play. Yeah. You know, everybody want to get a lick at him. It does seem like when they want to have a million cops in any one place, it's not that hard to do. No. I mean, they And they do. all show up and they all stand around for yes, two hours. Yes, there's a lot of standing around. Yeah, well, that's fun. what I'm saying. Like, uh, yes, there is danger and there is sometimes disrespect, and cops do get shot. I mean, they do get assassinated. It's, yeah, it's, uh, I mean, yeah, it's not a it's, cool it's, idea to go to work every day knowing, oh, yeah, it's like turning on the light switch and there's one in a thousand chance or whatever chance that I could get, you know, that's not cool. Yeah, but then you see, what I don't understand, you're a cop, you're frustrated, you want to kick a little ass tonight. Right. Um, the kid who just went into the church and shot nine or ten people 
put a bulletproof vest on him and protect him. But the, the little kid, the 18 year old that's mouthing off at the mall, you know, crack his eye socket. You see what I'm saying? It's like, what, yeah. like, why, oh, yeah. what's the bullying? Like, why don't you well, guys give it to the this, ones okay. that deserve it over, over just some innocent kid who's mouthing off? Okay, this is my other complaint with the p- police. Right. Too concerned with your safety over the people's safety you're pledged to protect. And also... Oh, and also the thing about complaining about disrespect when most people give you free food and you walk around like kings everywhere. You can hit on any girl. We all know every girl has a story about cops. Yes. Maybe I should protect you by following you home now that I pulled you over for no reason except driving while pretty. Yeah. You know, they... they all that. All, <laughs> all that. <laughs> all that. All that. Yeah. But the other one is, um, oh, shit, now I forgot because you got me. I don't worry about it, man. You know, it, it's to me, it's a thousand <laughs> things we can come up with that ain't cool. No. Um, but, you know, it's really about, but you need it's po- about po- respect. Well, and, and a not, society needs police. Definitely. We know that. I'm not saying. Of course. You know, no, you're that a, all police are No, I know. You're, 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 you're a, I'm just pointing out why it's no different than it was you know it's it's the same how would you know how would you know you live in some giant palace i mean everybody i know don't so you know i i hear what what my folks got to go through and what well you know a lot of them you know, they deal with the police in different kind of ways. You know, a lot of them, some of them, they got records. So, you know, the police is checking in on them every now and then. Right. Fucking with them. Um, you know, some of them can't go out the country because of shit. You know, it's it's just different things that them going through the oh, system has. It's not always abuse, but it's always the system really kind of churning on them. And, um, you know, overworking them. I remember what my other complaint was. What? The police need to have a better vetting system about who gets to be a policeman. There's too many people who become policemen because they were stuffed in a locker in high school. And they want to have a... (laughs) <laughs> I right. think they want those guys. They uh, well, that's I think, you know, maybe yeah. you're right. I think they want those guys with the chip on their shoulder. Maybe the, you're right. The guys who yes. you know ready to give society what it deserves. Yes. Um, it's kind of like having a a, a a dirty player on your team. Right. <laughs> As long as he play on your team, it's cool. Rick Mahorn. You know, <laughs> you know it's like... Charles Oakley. Are we Romanowski or somebody. Like, as long as he's on your team, it's cool. Right. You know, the minute he goes to the other team, right. then you say, you know, why are they letting this guy play? So, like, they all on the same team, man. You know, they want the Wolves. They don't want the right. Chihuahuas. You right. know what I'm saying? They want, they want guys who are who right. ready to go get some. And... um you know, it's a, you know, yeah. to some it is a sport. It is the action. It is all about the adrenaline rush and right. and um, being physical and having power. You know, some guys but are just power freaks. It's interesting. We were talking, I don't know, an hour ago or something about how celebrities, right, they're 
mind goes cuckoo because there's too much adulation. Mm -hmm. You're exalted by people so you can get away with anything. It's a little like that when you're a cop because you can just basically do anything because you are the police. Yeah. What are they going to do? Call a cop? I am a cop. Am that a cop. is a kind of... First of all, it's it's a lot of power to trust with a person. Mm. But of course, the alternative is not feasible. We do need police, but it is a lot of power. So you should pick much more carefully the kind of people who you're giving that power to. You're giving them a monopoly on violence. I don't, I don't think they care because <laughs> <laughs> here's why. You and I. They, they don't, they don't when, when, when those cops go out and do something bad, yeah. The, the police don't get the bill. Like, the police, nothing happens to the police department. It all goes to City Hall. They have to pay it. Right. The police still get their money. Nobody yeah. loses a dime. Right. Now, if you made police get insurance, if you made police get insurance, now is, do you want to be a racist or you want to keep your badge? Because if you keep getting these complaints or you keep brutalizing people and costing us money, we're going to take away your insurance, buddy. We're taking away your badge. You're out of a career. So it's the insurance company call. But the police won't do that. <clears throat> but it's always a, an opinion. A doctor has to get insurance. The hard, Why not a cop? The hard part of it is because cops are engaging with borderline people as their job. They're not engaging with the people who are just going about their lives, not doing anything shady generally. Mm -hmm. So, and they're scared, and we've covered that. They shouldn't put their safety ahead of the citizens. But that's who you deal with. I had a cop on my old show, Politically Incorrect, and he said, when I worked in the Spanish neighborhood, I hated Spanish people. When I worked in the black neighborhood, I hated black people. And when I worked in the valley, I hated white people. Mm -hmm. That's the problem. Yeah, because you're dealing with, you know, people at their worst. You're dealing with people at their worst every day. You know, I think it's not an everyday job. I think cops should go in every other day. For one, like basketball, just take player. some stress off. <laughs> yeah, get yourself ready. No one for can the play eighty-two game. games. You never know what that guy went through in them last right. ten or twelve hours. No, you know. So, but 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 I think by not putting some kind of personal responsibility on the officers, then you lead to a a, a George Floyd situation. You know, this guy had, you know over 20 complaints, you know what I mean? He wouldn't have been on the force to be able to do that. You know what I mean? He would have been, somebody, some insurance company would right. have been like, dude, you got one oh, more I see what you're and saying. you're booted. Oh yeah. Because you're costing right. us money oh, with yeah. these complaints. Oh, that's a good idea. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah, so that I think it doesn't go to City Hall, doesn't go to the taxpayer, right. is, is, you know, and guys would think twice about being uh, excessive. Right. You need force. Right. It's the excessive force. No. Everybody wants to find that right line. Yeah. It's hard, but it, it but it is hard when you're a cop because it you is. don't know until after the situation is over. Now, in the case of George Floyd, completely unnecessary because he was no threat. 
He's on the yeah. ground. It's just being a dick, which Thank turned you. into See, being. See, that's the problem. It's not no, it's an just, incident went wrong. No, no. Something went bad. It's just. A cop, you know, split second decision, made the wrong decision, killed a guy. But, it's it's okay. the torture. It's the abuse. It's the. But. Taking O'Shea, it too far. Okay. But, O'Shea Jackson. Yes. I must tell you. Senior. The difference. <laughs> I don't want you to mistake me for my son. I uh, know we look alike. I should flatter you and say, <laughs> why? I thought you were brothers, but you know, plainly you're the father. Anyway, but the difference between 2023 or whenever that happened, 2020, yeah. and back in your day, uh, writing your songs, is that back then what they would have said is, uh, we checked the police manual and it is <laughs> completely exactly as it says in the manual. You put your knee on his head until he's dead. That is what it would and say. And they would have took Whereas a bow and said goodnight. he's in jail. Yes. Okay, yeah. so let's just acknowledge we're not saying the, the, there's no but, work but to be done. But has the police changed? Did the police put him in jail? I think when you listen to police chiefs around yeah. the country, many of whom are African American, yes, you hear a deaf very. A different. lot of them have no power, though, or very as little. police chief. As police chief, why do you say that? Well, it's because for one, they're they're elected officials. That's not really coming out this rank and file. If they come out the rank and file, they have their power. But sometimes they put these, they, they, they grab these for, police chiefs. They got these police chiefs and put them in place. And you mean like you know, William Bratton? A, a lot of those guys are the last to know what their guys is doing on the street. They're just the last to know. You know, it's kind of like when you, it's like, you know, running your show. Sometimes when it's fucked up, somebody's like, who's going to go tell Bill? <laughs> <laughs> and you're the last to know, and you're like, why y'all didn't tell me this shit three hours ago when I could have did something about it? Yeah. So yeah, I think yeah. you know they're they're caught up with with the mayor and the and the and the, and the news conferences and the fundraising and the kissing babies and <laughs> right. the, hi, I'm the mayor shit, and they don't know what the hell you know their 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 lieutenants and their captains oh, and their you know. You know, they kick ass. Uh, we used to have a mayor here, Anthony Villa Villa Redosa or some shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> I feel bad. He's a nice guy. Yeah, he's, a good, he's a, he's a well, cool dude. Stoned. I made him a couple times. Forgive us, Anthony. We're yeah, both he, stoned. He Villa Ragosa. Yeah. Villa Ragosa, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, but <laughs> this guy was like, I have never seen a guy... Who like put on that politician thing? I mean, you, it was good. like it was almost like AI, and the handshake was like beyond firm. Damn. Like I spent two weeks at Cedars. Yeah, no, it was like this guy, and he would just, boy, some people are programmed for that job. He loved it. He loved it. Fucking like, love, and they good at it. And they good at it. <laughs> like Bill Clinton, they said used to always. Be the last person to leave any room. If 2,000 people were there and the, as they were filtering out, if he would talk to everybody who wanted to talk to him. Damn. Elizabeth Warren would take selfies with everybody who wanted a selfie. Like 4,000. Can you imagine taking 4,000 selfies in a row? It, what would you have to want that bad? For me, the answer is nothing. Nothing. I would never be a politician. No, you're not They're the begging type. begging too much. And I mean that as a compliment. <laughs> Thank you're you. not the type. They're begging too much. No. But what politicians do you admire? Is there anybody? I know we need an animal. We agree on that. <laughs> I mean, it's going to be 
Biden and Trump probably because, well, you know, who doesn't want a fresh 2024 election? I mean, what could be fresher than two 80-year-old retreads? Um, You know, I'm I'm Anybody on the horizon? I'm about as independent as they come. Yeah, I love that. Me too. It's like the partisanship is... It's kind of getting us nowhere fast, and but who do you like? What do you think about Robert Kennedy? You, I like Robert I, Kennedy. Yeah, he he was here just yeah. a week ago, and by the way, you didn't take the vaccine. You gave up money for it. I so admire that. Thank you. And without even having to get into vaccines, of which I'm, my accountant doesn't admire it as much. I'm sure you yeah. know my accountant. I bet you is your like, wife doesn't like it either. My, I mean, my wife, you know, she she down, so she she with me 100. percent But well, you also my, got to, you also have a billion dollars already. So my, it's not like you're driving an Uber now because you gave up nine million dollars. Nine million dollars, throw it on the pile. <laughs> well, you know, uh, I think everybody can use it. So, um, but yeah, you know, to me. Principles. Hey man, what you what, also what I felt in my heart that and yes, this your, is too experimental. It's your body. Yes, you don't even have to explain it. You know, I get called an anti-vaxxer all the time. Anybody who has questions, I'm not an anti-vaxxer, yeah, but but I should be able to make decisions about my own body because my body's different than yours, and my history is different than yours, and this pathogen is new. There are some vaccines I, mean, I the would vaccine I would new. kill to get. It Not, was very new. You and, know, it wasn't, also, the disease, it wasn't a year old. The so. disease wasn't that scary. And they it's, just found out that it basically, it's almost certain now, it did come from the lab. Mm. Patient Zero was the guy who worked in the lab. Wow. Ben Wu. Damn. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> so I think your decision is going to look good in history. Well, I mean, I, I, know, gonna, I know it looks good in my body. And I know, you know, <laughs> yeah. I know people who've had, you know, issues um, after. So, yeah, you know, I'm not anti-vax. I've been vaxxed before, right. you know. Um, but those vac, they were they, those vaccinations were studied for 50 years before they got to me, you know. So, um, you know, I just it's thought a, it was too soon. It's a it's a deservedly controversial topic that this country does not want to have a debate, or at least I should say, the elitist types in this country, who run the newspapers and so forth. They just their their position should be in the media to question authority, but in this yeah. case, they 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 see their position as to completely line up behind it, and yeah. like Robert Kennedy has talked about in the New York Times, like this. This vaccine hysteric. He's not a hysteric. No. He's a really smart guy yeah. who knows a lot of science, and you should talk to him. I don't agree with everything he says either, and I think sometimes he's gone a little too far and put a little. Who, who's go, who are you going to agree with a hundred percent? Exactly. Nobody. That's what I said. <laughs> you know, to him. Nobody. nobody. You know, you you got to feel life like, would be pretty dull if you did. Yep, and we would, you know, we wouldn't we wouldn't love the world that we was in if you had to. So. You know, at the end of the day, um, he seems like a good dude who's trying to do the right thing. And, you know, he sometimes is. you got to look through all the bullshit and, and try to see the person no, I just, inside. I just, he's got a candidacy that started out at 20% just right off the bat. Okay, some of that, of course, is the Kennedy name. But, but it's, it's not all that. It's people want this other voice in the debate. And I find it just so depressing 
that a lot of the media organs get away with a joint decision to let's just strangle this baby in the crib. Yep. Let's just say right from the beginning, as much as we can, as often as we can, from as many of our writers as we can, he is some sort of kook, he's a crank, he's a nut, he's got misinformation, as if science is just about what you know for sure. Sometimes it is, some things are settled science, but things like this are not. And so let's just label him a kook that we kill in the crib. It's just, yuck. Makes me fucking hate those kind of people. Yeah, man, because, you know, let them debate. Let them debate. Let them debate. Let them get up there with an expert in the pharmaceutical fields and let them have at it. I'm pretty sure he'd welcome it. He definitely would welcome it. Um, And I'd want to see him against someone worthy. Yeah. Because he needs to answer all the I was trying to get him to answer some things I think he's going to have to answer on the campaign trail but I was happy to hear him say things like like we said not an anti-vaxxer it's not like we think the vaccines are a myth or that it's a little man inside the needle I mean Mm -hmm. we're not crazy people Mm -hmm. it's a medical intervention that has a spotty record sometimes I generally believe that vaccines have done a lot of good in humanity and including with COVID where lots of people did need a vaccine because they are not healthy. And they should have gotten it, and it probably saved their lives. That's not me. Or or maybe it is, but that's my judgment to make. Without a doubt. You know, that's that's the freedoms we all supposed to have. Look, you got me drunk and ranting. (laughs) Shit. I knew it. Hey, man, you know... um, but that's why we appreciate what you do, man. You know, you oh, you uh, you not only, you know, I mean, you you do what we supposed to do. Question everything, right? Like, why not question everything? You know. Well, listen, it's a fucking thrill having you here. It's really? very cool. I, <laughs> I'm first of all just very flattered that you would do it. I know you're busy. You got a lot of stuff to do. You don't have to come over here and talk to me. There's no money in it. Uh, so I know it came from the heart. It means a lot to me. Without a doubt, man. You know, I, I appreciate you're still it. one of my favorite guys on TV. I appreciate Always that. been. And um, I like it. You're a straight shooter. Right. Um, and that's all you can ask for in this world nowadays. Man. I never sell out. August 19th, he'll be at the Ovens Auditorium in Charlotte, North Carolina, at the 20th at the Township in Columbia, South Carolina. September 1st, ACL Live at the Moody uh, Trust in Austin, Texas, and uh, September 2nd at the in Grand Prairie. That's between Dallas and Fort Worth, I believe, there at the uh, Texas Trust CU Theater. Also have a pot store of the woods <laughs> with Woody Harrelson, who won that argument because of you, Mr. Ice Cube, hey, man, God you know, damn it. Woody, Woody knows how to ball. He does. And, and you know. He does. I appreciate the blunt. Yeah. It was very cool. Oh, I'll Very say, smooth. I'll send you a case. Oh, man, I would uh, love that. Really? Yeah. Oh, happy yeah. to do it. I'll take Those two. are cool. No. Yeah, these, just, these, my these. friend Boris makes those. That is very personally made with a beautiful, um, all those cost $6, so I'd appreciate it if you would return them for a deposit. <laughs> okay, no problem, like I used to do the bottles back in the day. <laughs> Very cool, man. I Good appreciate it. That was so much fucking yeah. fun. Yeah, anytime, man. All right. Anytime. Love,